Paradise Rescued is a sustainable, environmentally friendly, award-winning Bordeaux micro-winery, hand-producing fine organic wine. Our mission is to maintain the rural heritage of our village in Cardan, Bordeaux, France. Paradise Rescued has a clear international vision and a passion for providing personal customer service. Welcome to this new edition of the Paradise Rescued Bordeaux Bits podcast. My name is David Stannard and I'm the founding director of Paradise Rescued. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about regenerative organic viticulture. Now, certainly in this podcast series to date and and definitely into the future as well, you've heard a lot about the words organic and obviously viticulture. Um, We're we're a vineyard and a winery after all. But you may have heard a little bit less about the regenerative bit and certainly not very much about those three words when when put together. Now, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about it in, in, in this podcast, but as the series continues to progress and develop, I think you're going to hear a lot more about it as well. It's certainly going to be very much part of our plans going forward, and you'll see how that comes about in just a minute. And naturally, we're going to to talk about it and the progress that we make. And I hope very much also that in the future, um, we will hear about regenerative organic viticulture and its broader application, both across Bordeaux and elsewhere in the viticulture world. So first, before we get into a lot of detail on regenerative organic viticulture, let me take some time to, to share the, the how and the why we have decided to embrace and implement regenerative organic viticulture at Paradise Rescued. Regular listeners to this podcast will have heard me talk about our core business philosophy in the past. Um, the, that is the philosophy of mission, vision and passion. And this, of course, sits at the very heart of what we do. We like to call this our DNA. You've also heard me talk very passionately about vision. um, And that one of our sub-brands of Paradise Rescued is called The Vision Guy, where we proactively help others, that's organization and individuals, to define and envision their futures. Our vision, that's a, a clear picture of what we want our futures to look like has been and is a critical part of Paradise Rescued. And it provides us with an excellent, a very powerful strategic platform of where we're going. And like all good parts of an effective business management system, it requires periodic review. And that, of course, applies to our Paradise Rescued vision as well. The goal was to review uh, and and redraw as it happened and to recreate our view of where we wanted Paradise Rescue to be, that is our vision for 2030. And yes, 2030 seems a, a pretty fair way off, but the world right now is looking for that real forward looking, committed, sustainable, responsible leadership. Short term populist convenience thinking has left us with a lot of major global headaches. Although I'm not a great believer in looking in the rear mirror of your car if you want to drive forward, it has, however, been interesting to reflect on our first 10 years. And that was kind of real fun because looking back, we started out 
pretty clueless. We had a very clear mission in terms of sustaining the rural heritage of our community, and, and we remain proud and passionate of that to, to today, and that obviously continues and guides us forward. But back then, we, we very wisely, maybe accidentally, I don't know, but very wisely chose to establish, recover, rejuvenate our, our Cabernet Franc, our foundation vineyard, based around an organic viticulture strategy. And put very simply into context for today, that was the best decision Paradise Rescue has made, and it has set us up for a future as a high-quality, focused, organic producer. I would even go so far as to suggest right now that it was that decision, uh, that decision to specifically include organic in our initial vision, um, that has set up the strategy that has built the quality platform that today is our, our vineyard, winery and business. Essentially, the word organic has become part of our, our ongoing vision and part of our culture and the business DNA that we have today. And I'd also like to stress while we, you know, I'm a, about to introduce uh, something, uh, it's effectively beyond organic, but it is still fundamentally a step forward into the future. But I would like to, to stress here for everybody that organic, being organic, being certified organic, will always remain part of who we are and what we do. In drawing up the Vision 2030 and, and effectively planning the future, the key question I continue to ask myself was, what comes next? Those who know me well enough know that I'm passionate and committed about continual improvement. Small micro steps and maybe bigger steps, whatever is required, but always thinking about what can we do that makes us a better business, a better vineyard, makes better wine in, in the future. And those questions are, are very important and have really helped define what I'm going to talk about. Now, over many years, I've listened to countless winemaking gurus tell me what and how they create their mythical wine. And over the last 12 years, I've watched, listened, and learned a lot. And from everything I've seen, it all starts way, way, way before that fruit ever gets anywhere near the winery or the winemaker. Pascal, our, our amazing foundation vigneron, and her talented daughter, Albain, our viticultural advisor and initial winemaker, always have taught me that a great wine starts in the vineyard. In other words, good wine is made from grapefruit, which is produced on healthy vines. And we have enshrined that into our both our initial vision and into our, our culture and understanding. And what I'm about to put down in this podcast is that that approach and philosophy needs to go one step further. It all begins with healthy, active, living soil. And many listeners here will be um, familiar with the fact that in 2018, I, I wrote my second book that was entitled, It's Not About the Dirt, which now seems a little contradictory based on what I'm talking about here. Well, yes, and maybe. 
What it really needs now is an additional line in that title. It may well get it. (laughs) It's not about the dirt, but it is about the soil. What I'm therefore encouraging and proposing is that we we need to start to distinguish between earth or dirt and soil. Soil that's alive, healthy, full of carbon, humus, microbes, worms and living organisms. By including regenerative organic viticulture and focusing on soil health in our vision, this will achieve two very critical results. Let me explain. Firstly, it will provide a foundation or a base that will support the growth of the most healthy vines possible in our location or terroir, and hence that will give the best fruit, which gives us the opportunity to make the best wine. Secondly, it will provide a soil medium that can absorb and hold carbon, humus, has great drainage, and can hold good quantities of water. And right now, our world needs a lot more of this type of soil. And as you've already guessed, because I've mentioned the the three words several times already, our strategy to achieve this in the Paradise Rescued Vineyards is through regenerative organic viticulture. Now, you may already have heard the words regenerative applied to agriculture, and there is a lot of good, healthy debate, a lot of material I would suggest you should go out and have a look at on YouTube and and other media such as that. Effectively, regenerative organic viticulture is applying the same principles to viticulture. Now, let me stress right up front, it is not a prescriptive system. So, for instance, to be able to say that we are certified organic, we have to show compliance to a number of requirements Typically, we look to and often exceed those requirements in many areas. But the standard provides the base discipline from which we have built our improvement program. With regenerative organic viticulture as it currently stands, it simply requires a deeper level of understanding and selective application of those principles, depending on the soil type that uh, one farms on, the location, the agricultural application, and the environmental context. What works for cattle farming may or may not apply to vines and vice versa. So let's start with a pretty high-level overview, or what I, let's refer to them as six, I'm going to call them key principles. Now, some of these principles, as you see, Um, particularly when we get into a little more detail underneath each one of them, uh, they do overlap and they they do integrate. And so here's the list of six. Some of it's a little bit in in, in my words because it gets used differently in different literature. And then we'll get into uh, some brief detail underneath each one of those six. So principle number one, least soil disturbance. Number two, biodiversity. Number three, soil protection. Number four, animal integration. Number five, living roots or plants. Number six, soil nutrition. 
So let's do a brief introduction to those uh, six principles. And, and please bear in mind that there is some overlap between different principles. And depending on the locality, as we've already discussed, and the, the terroir where you're going to implement, there may also, also be some contradictions. So let's go through those six. And so let's start with the first one of those principles that we, we put forward, least soil disturbance. And in some parts of agriculture, you'll also see this sort of referred to in, in a slightly uh, further extreme methodology called no-till. But what we're talking about here really is minimizing passage of tractors and excess cultivation, which over time, assuming you start with a reasonably healthy piece of soil, uh, leads to loss in organic matter, uh, kills root systems, destroys soil aggregates, uh, changes texture, um, in fact, reduces the capacity of the soil to uh, absorb water and um, ultimately in the long term uh, results in increased degradation, exposure to sun, wind and, and, and rain. And this is again a great point at which to stress that it isn't a prescriptive system, but a series of principles. And certainly within our own team at Paradise Rescue right now, there is we're having a fair amount of interesting discussion and debate about exactly what is a reasonable level of cultivation and, and, and turning albeit gentle, of the soil. And certainly recently when we, we planted seeds between the rows, we did at least want to turn the soil a little bit to give the, those seeds that opportunity to actually get into the soil and to, to start growing. So there's still a fair amount of work to be done in that space. But clearly we're moving away from that system that says, no, we're going to roll tractors up and down here with uh, with plows and uh, rollers and a whole series of other mechanical equipment which has um, for us at least an, an obvious impact and reduction in the the soil quality and the reduces the ability of the, the soil to absorb water uh, carbon and develop natural ecosystems number two is biodiversity and in there i'm going to include a lot of things that, that covers plant soil and, and the uh, fairly macro environment around and about in, in a vineyard. Um, I, I think this is incredibly relevant for, particularly for Bordeaux vineyards, where you see kilometre after kilometre taken up with vines. And very often, they're, they're vines of the same grape variety. Uh, I mean, witness Merlot in, in Bordeaux. Um, different, different plants uh, create... Uh, different ecosystems above and below uh, ground um, encourages obviously in, in different areas of vegetation it protects and helps the development of natural predators which are you know uh, homemade organic devices for the defense of uh, the vineyard and its fruit um, and this also you know applies to to vines themselves having a small number of other varieties interspersed into a specific plot of a varietal type of, of vine um, offers additional advantages as well. And we've already started to plant hedges and trees alongside and around our uh, inner vines. Um, in between rows of vines, we now plant mixed uh, different cereals and legumes and grasses, uh, normally after harvest time going into to autumn. Third one is all about uh, soil protection. Um, 
this has become, if you were in certainly Bordeaux this year, and we haven't done a podcast on this yet, but um, Bordeaux was a pretty hot summer place this year. So hot that, um, you know, neighbouring forests and so on uh, succumbed to, to bushfires, a fairly dramatic nature, which not previously been seen so you've got a climate that is that is changing changing quite quickly and normally you're getting these extremes and in summer that means hotter temperatures and what you're seeing is is a lot of vineyard that is directly exposed to to radiation from the sun and though the air temperature may be a certain particular value let's say 35 degrees as it was for a number of days continuing the soil is much hotter and those extremes of temperature with no direct protection, then that soil behaves in a different way and um, microbes and ecosystems are broken down. And worse still than that, at that point, the more you heat it up, the more carbon actually converts itself into carbon dioxide and is liberated from the soil. This isn't a time in our history when we want to be doing stuff like that. Um, So, you know, in order to protect that topsoil uh, and protect its temperature, we need to maintain a protection of that. And part of that obviously comes through covering it with, with plants. And we'll talk about that in one of the principles coming up in a moment. Principle number four was about animal integration. Now, this is kind of, again, a very interesting one, and you have to be pretty careful in the vineyard which, uh, which animal you decide to, to let in and for how long. Um, but a lot of lot of work gone on certainly over the last number of years in the whole agricultural space about rotational grazing, the studies and the benefits that that gives, um, and having more animals rotating through on a regular but fairly fast basis. Um, and of course, the animal processes all of the material that's in that vineyard, be it shoots and grasses and what have you, and feeds back the nutrients back onto the land. And in order to protect it there, you want a limited amount of that so as it doesn't eat all of the grass because it eats the grass, then that reduces the root length. But at the same time, you also want it to benefit from the mature manure that it leaves behind. So there is a balance to be found in there. And of course, you have to be very careful at what times a year you do all of that, because certain animals also happen to kind of like enjoy eating your vines as well. And that's not obviously going to be productive for the outcome you require. Number five is about living roots and plants. Um, green plants are the medium through which we, this earth, uh, which effectively earth and soil, absorb carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and return it to the ground and then store it. So if, you're, if, if you like, it's about how we sequester carbon from the atmosphere and reduce the emissions from the, the land um, to that atmosphere. If you like green plants, and I've seen this referred to often, green plants are like solar-powered carbon pumps and that they're pulling carbon down out of the atmosphere into the soil. We tend to think of that specifically around trees, but all plants fall into that same category, and they are actually almost specifically designed to do that in a most wonderful way. We need to take more advantage of that, because storing carbon on the planet rather than the atmosphere is a much better way of managing it. And finally, number six is soil nutrients. So as you remember, we're obviously, we, we are organic, and uh, that's why we talk specifically here about regenerative 
organic viticulture. So uh, no synthetic additions are, are permitted onto the land in any way. And the focus here is about really about organic composts, teas, maybe biodynamic additions. Um, and, and this, you know, overlaps also with, with what you plant between the rows. So it overlaps with the biodiversity because then that also encourages that, uh, that soil health. The key focus of regenerative organic viticulture is about the health and the maintaining of the health of our soil. And everything we've discussed and talked about in the last 15 to 20 minutes is captured under the title of regenerative organic viticulture with a couple of images drawn onto our Picture Vision 2030. Moreover, we will lead not only by example, but also through promotion. Customers and visitors coming to the winery will be able to share and look at our progress and see the action going on in the vineyard as part of our organic masterclass visits that we hold over the summer in Cardan Bordeaux. And I invite you to come and see for yourselves. Come and visit us and see what we're doing as part of that exciting vision. I look forward, as always, to meeting you and sharing more of what we're doing at Paradise Rescued. If you'd like to have more news and follow us through the seasons at Paradise Rescued, please go to our website at paradiserescued.com and become a member of our family and receive the news directly from us. You can also see our pictures and our daily activity on our Instagram page and on Facebook. My name's David Stannard. Thank you for joining us again and look forward to speaking with you very soon. Bye-bye.